Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Chris Casby. Daniel Sale. This is Scrubland. The Scrubland Podcast. Welcome to the new year, 2013. Not yet. Well, I guess when they hear this, it will be. (laughs) It's New Year's Eve. We're uh, prepping for shenanigans tonight. And as apparently has become like the new thing for Scrubland, we're just podcasting at a restaurant. <laughs> I mean, that's it's season two. We're, we're currently we're, in uh, Joe's in in Richmond, Virginia, slash Bonaire. I guess is what this area is called. I don't know. It's a cute, it's a cute little place. We're getting some breakfast. This place is huge. And uh, we're going to talk about magic cards. Yeah, so what happened? Like there was a there was a GPT yesterday, mm-hmm. right? It was at uh, the, the time capsule. So, there are Grand Prix trials everywhere, all the time. So, I don't know, I kind of feel like Grand Prix trials aren't as special as they used to be. But we talked about that at length before. There's a relevant um, prize. There is a relevant prize. And I and I appreciate the fact that that they can put a prize up that this, it doesn't actually cost the store anything. And then it's something that people actually still want. So It's true. Um, so this one was for GP Char- Charlotte. GP Charlotte, which is not a modern Grand Prix, but uh, <laughs> the store, Time Capsule, is running a Pro Tour qualifier next week. Next week in the format, so they wanted to give people a chance to, to a chance to practice. And the best way to practice, guys, the best way to practice your deck is to play a tournament. Is to play an actual tournament and have no safety net. I mean, that's what we said before. I mean, like even like when you know you just. Doing mock tournaments, like it's just like a mock. just getting a good idea of what the field looks like and how your deck interacts with it. If you've never had, like, I don't, I don't know, there's not a whole lot of modern events going on. Like, you can't do it at F and M. Like, like you can, but nobody ever does. My, okay, so playing in tournaments way good. Yeah, because you you have to board and you have to go. Oh crap! I just lost game one, and I lost game one to some stupid mistake that I just made. Because, uh, yeah, like, so like, like, w- when you test, you just make excuses for yourself, or you're like, "Oh, well, I wouldn't do that." Like, and then <laughs> you do you're it. like, "Oh, crap, <laughs> I did that." And you know, like, you just get reps with the deck. Also, like a lot of people when they grind, like when they're just play testing, they just, they did. I don't, I don't know what this is. Like a lot of people I see, they just don't sideboard. They just play main deck. Like, what are you doing? Like, you should actually probably just play sideboarded more often. Right. Because <laughs> you're going to be playing more of your game sideboarded. I know that when Todd Anderson and Brian Brondelin play, they do two main deck and then three sideboard. Right. And they, and they, sense. and they use a five game set to figure out, you know, before they make any changes to a deck. Right. And. Like it gives you a pretty good picture of like how that's supposed to play out because that's that's more than one match, and in a tournament you're only going to get to play one match. Right. So, you know, like it's why I see like some of the I played against a Jun deck yesterday, and it's the I'm assuming it's Brian Kibler's deck, the the one that won the tournament uh, in Toronto, and it's got two lingering souls in it. It's like it, that it's splashing white for just that. Just bloodbreading in the lingering souls is pretty sick. Yeah, no, like, like it's pretty sick. It's pretty amazing. But then, it's only got two copies of lingering souls, and I just destroyed him. And I never figured out. Like I couldn't figure out what his white splash was for. <laughs> like he had a temple garden and a plains, and like he had his other colors. You play a plains? Yeah, they play a plains and a temple garden. That's weird. And I'm like, I don't understand why. Like sometimes you have to f- crack a fetch land and not take damage. Oh yeah. So you need a basic land. Um, yeah, this format's not, like, completely busted like Legacy. You're, you're, like, people are more greedy with their mana. People play play even more colors, and the mana hurts them way more. Judd's mana base is already kind of hard. 
and then you're just gonna throw a basic planes in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. It's that, it, that was the thing I was. Well, of... and that's why I was trying to figure it out because I'm looking at it, I'm like, for real? Like, what are you playing white for? Why do you have this? Like, okay. Like, I guess it's because like every single time he drew, I'm like, all right. Like, I guess you're just gonna blow me out with some like oblivion ring or something. Like something retarded. Like. He's gonna like ghostly prison me or something like <laughs> totally yeah. dumb. That would actually beat you. <laughs> like I don't know. Like, it, but it wouldn't. I don't know. Like, we'll it, slow you down. Well, it makes attacking with creeping tarpit really hard. Like, it costs yeah. a lot of mana. Um, no, it's just a bad colony. <laughs> yeah, it costs six to attack for three. Um, so uh, I play. So I played a deck that if if you're a long time listener to the cast, I talked about. I think before we stopped doing it, um, I top aided a PTQ. Last season with this uh, Grixis Delver deck, a lot of people have been hating on Delver. They think Delver is not a good card anymore, and it might not be. <laughs> like, but the reason that I'm going to stick to this deck is because it's what I know how to play. And yeah. I I went to this GPT. Still seems fun too. <laughs> I went to this GPT specifically to find out if the deck could still hang when one they unbanned Valakut and two they um. Lingering Souls and Abrupt Decay are kind of kind of the two newest cards that have hit modern. And they're kind of everywhere. <laughs> um, I don't think Abrupt Decay is really very good, but it does it does stuff. Right. It it's basically another Terminate, but slightly better. Like or slightly worse. Like Terminate yeah. can kill Tarpits, they can kill Colonnades, and those cards still exist. Like you know. Raging Ravine is still in some of the versions of Alka. Like, it, you, there's, there's still manlands that you, you care about. Like, Inkmoth Nexus. You know, that's that's one of the bigger decks. Like, like when you stabilize and get board control against, you know, that Tempered Steel deck without the Tempered Steel, like, they're, they kind of default to their manlands. Well, you, like, just, you need an out to those. You look really dumb when you're holding an Abrupt Decay and you're getting beat down by an Inkmoth Nexus with a Cranial Plating. Yeah. You know, and, you're, cool. and you're just like, oh... I can't. made the switch to oh, turn from turn. Yeah, and so, like, it is better. Also, you get, you get to target a lot of all the all, all the card types, yeah. like or swords. Yeah, like oh, that is, yeah. yeah. So I mean, you, like, you can kill a lot of stuff. I just um, don't think I would default away completely from terminate. Yeah, just to go with the um, like. and that's and that's something that uh, a lot of the Jundex have found. I guess is that. They need a mix of them. Yeah, is that, they, is that they're playing a mix or they're not playing it at all. Right. Um, especially these ones that have greedier mana bases that, you know, green-black is, like, you can only play so many solid gold cards, you know? <laughs> like, at some point your mana, it's something about this format, man. The mana just hurts a lot. <laughs> and you just have to decide how much damage you're willing to take to get what you want out of the game. Like, Dark Con- like. They're like going to fifteen and then playing a dark confidant on turn two. Well, it's like you like, like crack a fetch, uh, bring a shock land and play play a uh, death red shaman. I'm at seventeen. Turn two, crack a fetch, <laughs> bring an overgrown tomb into play. Play putrid leech. Like I'm at I'm at 14, fourteen and I have a putrid leech in play. Nobody play. <laughs> they're, they're playing dark confidant. Nobody plays putrid leech. Some um, are. Josh Neto did. Josh Neto did, but that's because <laughs> I uh, I convinced a buddy of mine to come out because I was just like, yeah, like let's let's you know go play in this thing. And he's like, well, I don't have a deck. It's like, oh, I'll build your deck. It's fine. Like, <laughs> I'm not playing these Tarmogoyf, or I'm not playing these Tarmogoyf, so I'll probably figure a deck out. And so I just like grabbed a hundred Jun cards and brought them to the event. And I'm like, hey, go for it, like whatever you want. And so he built a deck, and it was like, like do you have any dark combats? He's like, yeah, they're my deck. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, no, I'm playing those. Sorry, bro. Um, so. 
the, the format I like. Uh, Lingering Souls is a very, very good card. It's pretty good. It's very good in all formats. Like... As Shaheen Sarani has illustrated yeah. out a number of occasions. No, I'm like... Uh, is it, what's the guy's name? Uh, Tom... Tom Lapeel? Thanks. Let's go ahead and take a break. Our food just showed up, and uh, we will be back in a little bit, you guys. Thanks. Welcome back. Breakfast is over. I hope you enjoyed your breakfast. I did. I had a Greek omelet. I was talking to the listener. Oh. I hope you enjoyed Which your listener? breakfast. Uh, <laughs> the specific listener. <laughs> you know who you are. Because obviously you just, you listen to this while you're eating yeah, Fruity Pebbles the, in the morning. Yeah, the one that was eating breakfast. <laughs> you, like, you know who you are. They're talking to me. They're talking to me. Uh, so, let's, let's talk a little bit more about Mono. Let's get a more specific. They unbanned Valica, and basically their logic there was, we banned a bunch of cards at the beginning of the format, because we were scared the format was going to get taken over by all the best popular decks. So we wanted people to be innovative and try different stuff. Also, well, they didn't, also, Valica wasn't banned initially, right? Because Scapeshift was a deck, right? Or was that old extended? That's old extended. Okay, okay. Valakit had been banned from the start. Okay. And... It wasn't a big deal. Do you have a box set up for Yeah, if you could. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. So. I mean. It, and the, so what's been surprising to me is that they had, so initially they had to go and add a bunch of more band cards last season. For like, like really, since the format debuted. They've, they're like, oh, whoops, that card's too good. Whoops, that card's too good. And now... They're like, huh, well, let's start unbanning things that we haven't tried yet. And they unban Valakut, and the deck is good. The deck is, like, real, and it can win games. The mono blue escape shift deck? Yeah, it's like, like, and it only plays two Valakuts. Right. Like, it's it's not like the red-green Primeval Titan deck of old. It's like a escape shift Valakut deck that old Extended used to play, where it's like, check it out, I got Cryptic Command and Valakut. <laughs> like... Yeah. Like the old one that was bad colored. Yeah, and you're like, oh, <laughs> I, like this is amazing. Um, yeah, like it's it's really cool. So what's surprising to me is that it didn't break. That like the format didn't just instantly Why is that break. Surprising? Because that's what everyone expected to happen. Everybody said, oh, well, that deck was too good. That deck was like too. That deck was way so so powerful at its time that it was warping the metagame in a way that nobody liked, and that's why they banned it. I think what they should have done, I've said it before, is just let people do stuff for a while, figure out what is actually oppressive, and then do it from there. Well, and I I can't say that I love the way that they approach this format by just banning a bunch of initial stuff, but I do like where they're going. I do like where they're, where they're willing to start looking at cards and willing to start taking cards off gradually. Um... And you, you, you have to start looking at the cards that they had banned from the start. Cards like, like, some of them, 
are probably not going to get unbanned. Jay Stoneforge, Jid A, those are not getting unbanned. Come on. But cards like Ancestral Visions, maybe. Cards Bitter like Blossom. Bitter Blossom, maybe. Like Bitter Blossom doesn't even. Cards seem like Chrome, good. Chrome Mox, maybe. Like Bitter Blossom just seems like a bad version of like Lingering Souls right now. Yeah, you know? I mean, <laughs> so. Uh, I mean, what happens when you unban Bitter Blossom and then you also have Lingering Souls? Right. Then like people go back and they start looking at that black white tokens list from a couple from a couple from a couple yeah. standards ago where it's like but can that deck hang and i think that what we're finding out with modern here is that the format is big enough um what we're finding out here is that yeah you the format's big enough to handle anything anything in quotations right but like it it's very interesting to me that that the format has not broken that one best deck hasn't broken out right and become insane well there's there's like right now people are saying that jund is the best deck but i think they're saying that kind of tongue-in-cheek like jund, because like jund was the best deck when it was in standard too and the reason why jund is the best deck is because bloodbraid elf is very it's a cheap and easy card to play yeah and it's not like it's unbeatable, but there are some times where, like, your opponent doesn't have to be good. They just have to cast Bloodbright Elf. What was it? Tell me about the flowchart. <laughs> oh, uh, do I have four mana, two red-green? If the answer is yes, do you have Bloodbright Elf in hand? If the answer is yes, cast Bloodbright Elf. <laughs> right. No, because I'm sitting there playing against the combo deck, and he's playing, like, all these blue-red cantrips and doing all this stuff. And he's got five cards in his hand. He's obviously been sculpting this hand. He's been playing Faithful Slootings and shit. And I'm like, looking at it, and I'm like, well, do I play this Bloodbraid Elf, or do I play this second Blightning? Because I play Blightning on turn three. I felt pretty good about it. And he was, like, pissed that I played the first Blightning. <laughs> Very upset. And I had another Blightning in my hand. Pitched two Faithful Slootings and was angry. Because <laughs> that card gets you card advantage. Um, and, yeah, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to play the second Blightning. And then I did, and I went on to win the game, but everybody just was in an uproar. They're like, you made your fourth mana and you didn't cast a Bloodbright Elf. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he could still go off with six cards, guys. He spent the first four turns of the game cantripping, doing nothing. That's kind of scary. Yeah, just like, make a Bloodbright Elf. Just make a Bloodbright Elf? Like, You're not going to win a game by playing a Blightning. <laughs> what what I'm saying. Like, sometimes, sometimes Jund is hard to play. Nah. <laughs> those are the decisions you're faced with, guys. Are you ready? Are you capable of making those decisions? Absolutely. Not. Thanks. Um, so, Casby, what do you think about modern? Like, what? Like, do you have questions? Like, about, I mean, about decks or? I just don't. Okay, so like, uh, l let me let me put this out there, and you tell me if I'm right or wrong. Okay. So the best aggro deck right now is like that tempered steel thing, right? Like uh, the, the tempered steel with no tempered steel. It is, it's an affinity deck, some of them are playing... It's not even like an affinity deck, right? There's like one card in the deck that says affinity on it, and it's that card draw card. Uh, Thoughtcast, uh, yeah. some of them still play Ravager, they all still play Cranial Plate, so I mean, it's, a fi it's affinity, yeah. it's affinity, but affinity doesn't have to all have the same mechanic on the card. Right. Like, Jund, like when, like Jund doesn't about. really look like Jund anymore either, but it's, it's like still... It's like a weird mid-range control Yeah, deck. but it's still Jund, like... 
Well, I was talking to you last night, and I was like, oh, didn't the old Affinity have, like, frogmites and stuff like that? You're like, dude, no way. I'm like, no, there's no Arcbound workers to be found. Like, <laughs> nobody plays that card. It's ridiculous. So, um, so that's the best um, aggro deck, right? That's, is that a fair um, statement? Sure. It's okay. one. Of, it's definitely one of the best aggro decks. I mean, there's yeah. still, like, red deck wins, correct? Yep. There's, like, the, the one with Hellspark Elemental, like, Hell's, uh, Ball Lightning, Hell's Thunder, Goblin Guy. It's still, there's still a red deck wins, right? You, you could play that. Um, there's a more mid-rangey deck that seems like that Soul Sisters, correct? Like um, that one's like the mid-rangey. That like, deck is surprisingly deck? aggressive. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, then... Mostly because it has Sarah Ascendant and a Johnny Pride Mate. Right. And those cards get really big really fast. They hit pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Jund is a good mid-range deck. Right? Jund is definitely the mid-range deck. It's also the defining deck of the format. Um... About half the players in the room at any given tournament will play it. Somewhere between somewhere between thirty-five and fifty percent of the players will probably be playing Jund. So there's also and then there's combo. There's a lot. Well, there's, of, a there's a lot of, of diff- there's a lot of different combos. And if, if if you're a combo player, you want to get in there with combo. This is the format for you. Well, you have what? You have mono blue Rugscape. Um, yep. You have. Um... Pyromancer's Ascension. Pyromancer's Ascension. You have Kiki Jiki. Uh, uh, Pester Bite. You have, uh, you've got Malira Pod. Um, well, th- that's the deck that I think a lot of people have been like, kind of like, oh, like you just play Malira Pod with Kiki Jiki. Yeah, and, and that's, then you get all the pieces for the combo. Plus, you just get to play a good, a good deck. Also, yeah. yeah. Um, the there's the Tron decks which are like combo control kind of. Uh, yeah, um, okay, so Tron is the other big staple in the format that it gets no respect, even though it's incredibly good. Um, well, it won the tournament last night that you were at, right? It did. I, I, lost, great day. Thank you. I lost in the finals last night to a red-green Tron deck because I just couldn't... I could like, I made him discard th- four times in one game, and he still just Pirate played... And, me out. Yeah, like, he still just played a turn six anything. Right. Like, anything that costs seven mana, like, just kills me anyway. Yeah. And... Well, with a deck with, like, multiple main deck Pyroclasm seems bad against, like, a, oh, versus well, all the aggro decks. Yeah, like, so, main deck Pyroclasm, awful. And if they really want to, they can play Fire Spout, too. Which, I don't see anybody playing Fire Spout, so maybe I'm just missing it. But... A turn slower. It's the thing that I, it's the thing that I told, uh, uh, my friend last night. I put I put burst lightnings in his Jun deck, and he was like, "Why am I playing burst lightnings and not lightning bolts?" Like, because two damage is all you need to kill things. Two damage and three damage are the same amount of damage. Right. He's like, "Well, what about Tarmogoyf?" So like, Tarmogoyf is always an X four. Right. Like that guy is never small enough to kill with a lightning. You're not gonna play that in the bowl, right? Yeah. Like I'm just you're not gonna. That's not gonna happen. Right. Don't don't even try. And yeah, so pyroclasm just cheaper. And main deck, yeah. like because it just has room for dumb stuff. Yeah. It's um, just playing multiple main deck cards. Like yeah, it's got like and it just has so many things to get it back in the game. Like it's playing Warm Coil Engine and a number that you know even if it's just one, you can go dig it out with Ibogan. Or but I've, the ones I've seen have been playing two or three. You get the Karn, you get the Warm Coil, you get the Ulamog, you get the Oblivion Stone. You can uh, and then I mean you obviously have Emrakul and the. The whole glue of that deck is that it's being held together by Sylvan Scrying and these eight spheres and Explorer's Map and Explore. Well, the card that, well, the, the card that it's like, just incredibly really, consistent. Like, we talked about it uh, back when Modern first, like last year when I first saw Incarnations of the Dead. 
and like he was playing uh, Ancient Stirrings. Ancient Stirrings was a really weird card from Rise of Eldrazi that everyone kind of looked at and was like, oh, this card's awful. But in this deck, it's just great. Like, it's just, you dig up any threat off the top of your five, any land piece that you need, expedition map to go get a land piece. Like, it just gives you so much consistency alongside Sylvan Scrying. Like, yeah. just having those eight effects to just go find whatever land you need. Like, is amazing. Like, it's so stupid to think a card like Ancient Stirrings. Like, but it's just like just that was nutters the, in this deck. That was the one I didn't mention is Ancient Stirrings. And so, like, well, I was, Ancient Stirrings is actually really relevant too because like your mana is so artifact dependent in that deck. Like, just doing that to go find like a signet is often right. And know? so, like, so I've I've seen I've seen tournament reports. It was it was Scotty Max tournament report for when he was playing John, and he was like, yeah, he played Ancient Stirrings and then he whiffed. And I was like, he whiffed? And and by whiffed, you mean he didn't find anything completely relevant. He, you don't whiff. You always get a card. Right. And that card is always some kind of cantrip. Right. Like, honestly, the worst you can get is, like, a, a chromatic sphere. Right. And even then, you, like, didn't really whiff. Right. Um, oh, then they got Prophetic Prism, too. Mm -hmm. Like, so the deck... That's what I'm saying. Like, it relies really heavily on so, its artifact. Honest, honestly... If I had the, if I if I had the cards to play it, I would probably play Tron. I think it's pro I think it's honestly the best position deck. Well, the thing is, like the Tron decks, uh, what they've been running into is a lot of residual hate, because uh, what uh, a lot of the pros have been saying is that what's good against Affinity is uh, Stony Silence. Okay. And Stony Silence just has residual hate for the Tron decks. So Tron, it still is Tron down significantly is what it does. Because Tron relies so heavily on its Signet mana to, to fix so they can cast their spells. Like, because sometimes they just get a handful of, like, Tron. Of just no colors. Right, yeah. and you're, they're just like... Oh, so, that's, so if they can never pop it. They can't pop any other spheres. They right. can't make any colors. Right. They can't use Explorer. They can't, they can't pop Explorer's map. Right. Um, so they're just, they're just yeah. trying to race their Tron. Like and just drawing it naturally, which is kind of awful. I hadn't thought about that actually. Yeah. Stony so. Silence seems very good. It's just that's just Null Rod, right? It's Null Rod. Yeah. It's Null Rod All, for one and a white. One and a white artifacts cannot be activated. It cannot play activations. So. Seems really good. Yeah. Um, so um, I think that's kind of one of the things that's kind of been keeping it in check. Also, Ancient Grudge is pretty good against them. It's not um, though. They, I mean, the, like, one that, the, the ones that have switched over to the Cantrip Sack ones is a little bit better. But I mean, like the ones that the older ones that I saw that were playing Signets and Prophetic Prisms, it's still fairly good against them because they rely so heavily on those to cast their spells. The the real problem I see with Ancient Grudge is that yeah, they can get you with Mind Slaver, they can get you with a Worm Coil Engine, they can also just get you with an Eldrazi. Nice Ancient Grudge, bro. Yeah, like. It doesn't do anything to it. Well, no, it's not, it does, it's not good because it kills their threats. It's good because it slows them down. But the decks that are playing Ancient Grudges don't want to have aggressive left clock, clock that they can just race the Tron. Um, I was able to win a game last night due to specific... Like, the game The game state was really crazy, but in the end, he played an Ulamog, blew up a land. I swung for three with my Delver. He attacked me for ten. I went... I was like, okay, take ten. I'm at eight. Because that deck doesn't, cause that deck doesn't actually deal you any damage through the whole game. And I annihilated all of my lands. I used my last land to lightning bolt him out of my hand. And then my only permanent was Delver, and it swung for the win. I was like, yeah, that's right. Take it, take it, Ulamog. I got this Delver. Good in all formats. Good in all formats. Um, so that's, that's... So you're still on Magma Spray? Or Magma Jet? I'm still on Magma Jet. I'm playing Magma Jet over Serum Visions because... It does I'm damage. Because it does damage, and I'm playing an aggressive deck. Um, 
I, it's the trifecta of Magma Jet, Delver, and Dark Confidant. Have it's you like, tried cards like Telling Time or anything like that? Is it's that like, just too bad, too slow? Like what? It doesn't do anything. Telling Time? They don't do anything. Do I don't want to play. Know? I don't want to play cards that don't do anything. What do you mean it doesn't do anything? It doesn't. Look at the top three cards. Put one in your hand, one on top, one on bottom. So it nets you a card. It, like it cantrips. Mm -hmm. It's instant, yeah. and it sets up Delvers. But it doesn't win. And me it the gets game. away trash. It doesn't win me the game. That's fair. The way the way that I build decks. Wait a minute. What wins the what's, what, what wins games for you? Flips Del flip Delvers, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, that'll flip a Delver. I would rather just play cards that win me the game. I don't need to dig past trash. I don't need the telling time and see three more telling times. But telling time flips Delver. <laughs> oh well, in that case. Um, so that's modern, kind of in a, in a nutshell. Um, there's yeah, obviously there's obviously things we haven't talked about. Um, neither of us really claim to be experts, Casby especially, because he doesn't play the format. Um, but there's a PTQ next weekend. It's well, the, um, it's what's been on our mind. It's the upcoming PTQ format. Well, I saw um, a the Toronto Top Eight. One of our listeners actually. Um, top aided, uh, Colin Morton with a blue white control, just like kind of like a traditional like planeswalker. Like, I saw a blue white control, control like yesterday, and, and the guy played it terribly. He had no idea what he was doing. Deck to play. Well, does it play spreading seas? Yes. Okay, then it was probably he probably just got the list straight up then, but it, like he was playing spreading seas and it was. Well, the one I, that top aided was kind of tap out control. It didn't have any counter spells. I, I was just looking at it. I was like, wow, spreading seas, huh? Just trying to get them. Like, just get them. Well, it's, uh, you know, like, like I said, a lot of people just kind of defaulted to Jun being, like, the quote-unquote best deck right now. Uh, because it's, like, it doesn't take a whole lot of... Like, you can just, like you said, Bloodbraid and stuff. But, I mean, like, it's it's, it's got much more game than the old Jun decks because of playing Confidant and Liliana. And, you know, you've got a lot more game to it than just play Bloodbraid, like the old deck. But... Maybe you just play Boombust. Maybe, I mean, may, I love like, Blood, I maybe, love Blood Bust. Like, I'm, I'm trying to think of ways to beat this Tron deck. Maybe you just play Boom Bust. <laughs> You're just like, screw it. Doesn't you know what? Awful. Like, let's just blow up all the land. Like, in, in, the, in the, the great words of John Davis, <laughs> it's not the worst. It's not the worst. Um, I'm excited for this for this PTU format. I don't think I'm going to stay on Grixis Delver the whole time. I'm definitely playing it for this first event. Um, oh, tell us about your. We like, have a lot of what a lot of people have been saying is. A great card in the format. What's that? Sword of Light and Shadow. Oh, so by a lot of people, you mean Scotty Mac of the 18 podcast I mean, and legitmtg.com. Um, well, no, not just him. Like he, like he. Oh no, it's basically he, he's it, the first one. I heard no, about it's it, basically he talked about. It's it. basically just him. I mean, it's just good against um, Lingering Souls. And Souls is popping up everywhere. It's pretty good against Lingering Souls. What it's actually good for is beating Jund. Yeah, and, beating guys, and beating Jund Mirror. It, like, it definitely wins you the Jund Mirrors. Um, I played one last night. It was... It was good. I won't lie. It, it allowed me to Fulminator Mage Multiple like times. three <laughs> times off of one Fulminator Mage. That felt kind of good. Um, my opponent's... And the life gain's relevant. My well, you only gain three. Like, it, like it, I'm saying, but like... It was made in an era where, like, lifelink wasn't really a thing. Like, right. it wasn't a keyworded ability. And so they're just, like, three. You get three life. Well, also, um, the swords just didn't give keyword abilities. Yeah, so the, um... I like... I like Sword of Light and Shadow. I think it's very good for beating... Jund. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> and that's kind of oh, no. it. I mean, that's, like... There's a you know uh, like I said the blue eye control deck they're playing lingering souls kind of like buying time 
Um, and just just being able to, like you said, just having effects with things that you want more of against certain decks. Like, against Control, you want multiple Skraxis Spectres or multiple, like, Fulminator Mages. You want, like, you know you know what I'm saying? Like, you just want to have... It kind of requires a specific deck. Yeah. Like, it, and, I mean, even Scotty only played one. And, like, I played one. And, it, I don't know, like, this format isn't, like, standard of old, where you can just play five swords. Right. The format is really fast. It's much faster than you think it is. So you can't have a deck full of do-nothings. And so, yeah. Or a handful of do Like, it's kind of your your in-game plan, quote-unquote, even though that's an awful in-game plan. Like, <laughs> I mean, to, to say that, like, it's oh, no. It's the one that gives you stage Oh, no, power. I got this longevity in this, in this sword. Well, you're, you're an aggro deck, so it, burns, it can burn out. Like, you can just gas out. Yeah, you, and got, that, you gas that out. that helps you not gas out. Um, I'm not... I'm not sure if it's the best sword, but it definitely... Is a sword? <laughs> it, well, it, it gives you protection from very relevant colors. It does. And it's, it's kind of like how sort of War and Peace was in its heyday. Well, the only thing it, it doesn't protect them against is Bolt, pretty much. Right. And very few people are playing Bolt right now. Like, there's you, very you few see bolts. a lot of he- lightning helixes, a there's lot of paths, a there's lot of There's a lot of terminates, a lot of abrupt decays. Yeah. So, I mean, they can abrupt decay the sword, but you still have your guy. Right. Um... I'll say that I got. Der- I don't know if it's just that because my opponents were bad or because they didn't think it was a problem, but I got duressed a lot, and they just always took things that were not not the sword. Right. They just didn't care. And the sword beat them. <laughs> and then yeah, like sword would come down, and in a lot of ways, the sword. I crafted my game plan in a lot of senses to never actually hit them with a sword so it wasn't a big deal but you always got it in play and made it a threat right it was basically a wacky wavy inflatable tube man (laughs) and you and like I just used it to bait out other stuff to like hit them with my sideboarded batter skull because that was how I was actually going to kill them all along right but check out this sort of light and shadow yeah my game plan is get batter skull (laughs) yeah well I have my one of sort of light and shadow my one of batter skull and one of them's gonna kill you. Combo. One of them's gonna kill you. Um, I mean, we saw that exact same format like a year ago. So, um, anyway, let's do, let's wrap this up, guys. It's gonna be a little short one. I gotta go to work. Sorry. We do have real lives. Yeah, not true. I just have to go to work. <laughs> Thanks a lot for listening. Um, play modern, and you know, I'll I'll put a list up before on the Facebook page. I know we said that last time. I'm still getting. Casby uh, lost his internet. And I don't use Facebook, so uh, the Facebook page got neglected uh, since the last cast. But um, I'll, we'll, we'll put those lists up, the green-white list uh, from episode 71. And then we'll get a list up of my versus deck for episode 72. Um, and then we'll catch back up with you after, after the modern PTQ. We're yeah. time capsule in Hopewell, Virginia. All right. Which is happening... The 5th. The 5th of January, yes. 2013. So if this hits the airwaves before then, come down, come. and we'll be there, or yeah. I'll be there. Casby will probably be all emo and not be there. He's being all emo. He doesn't want to be out. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We'll uh, catch you on the flip side. Thanks.